You're listening to St. George's Episcopal Church Sermon Podcast. We are an inclusive, growing faith community located in historic downtown Fredericksburg, Virginia. Learn about us on the web at stgeorgesepiscopal.net. Please pray with me. Gracious God, put into my mouth the words you would have me to speak. Put into our hearts the words you would have us to hear. In your holy name we pray. Amen. Amen. We began our service today as we always do with a collect, a prayer that, that collects and summarizes the themes of the day. And today's prayer had these words, O God, who before the passion of your only begotten Son revealed his glory upon the holy mountain, grant to us that we, beholding by faith the light of his countenance, may be strengthened to bear our cross and be changed into his likeness from glory to glory. Grant to us, we pray, that we may be changed into the likeness of Christ, from glory to glory. Are we really serious about this prayer? Do we really want to be changed into the likeness of Christ? Looking at the gospel text, we witness Jesus going up this high mountain with his inner circle of disciples, Peter, James, and John, And there on top of the mountain, Jesus undergoes a radical alteration of his appearance, a metamorphosis. His clothes become brighter than anything imaginable. He no longer looks like the human Jesus. He looks more like a God. So we might think that the disciples would bask in this glory, would revel in this holy moment. But the scripture tells us that they are terrified. Peter just starts running his mouth. He has no idea what to say. He's so afraid. Remember that in Jewish theology, to look into the face of God was a death sentence. No one looks at God and lives. And so Jesus transfigured before them. These disciples probably thought their lives were about to end. And that's not an unreasonable fear. Their fear reveals that they still have a lot to learn about Jesus. They have a limited understanding, which means they can't see the greater reality. I think most of us would be in the same boat if we saw Jesus in all that glory. We probably wouldn't know what to say either. It'd be too much outside of our understanding, too much beyond our comprehension of reality. The problem that the disciples have, our problem too, is that we operate generally in the reality that feels comfortable to us, which may not be real reality. We operate with a limited understanding about life, but that limited understanding makes sense to us, so we stick with it. We have stories we tell ourselves so that the world is not too overwhelming. We say, that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. We know, though, that that's not the whole story. Jesus, though, challenges our stories. 
Jesus rocks our world. And even if we say we want to follow Jesus, many times that means, well, I'll follow you just as long as you don't rock my world too much. There come points where given the choice between being changed into the likeness of Christ and keeping our reality the same, we would choose to keep things pretty much the same. I mean, too much glory is, you know, a little too much. A little bit of glory, a glow in the heart, that's more like it. But if being changed into the likeness of Christ means we're going to have to be set on fire with the Holy Spirit, well, we might just prefer to stay like we are. Thank you very much. And as much as we admire those great saints, those exemplars of the faith who gave up everything for Jesus, many of us don't really want to be one of them. Because they had to surrender everything. There's a famous quote by spiritual teacher Marianne Williamson that says, Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. How many of you have heard that one? Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is not our light, but our darkness that most frightens us. Well, I'd like to render that in Christian terms. To say our deepest fear is that Christ is powerful beyond measure. It is the light of Christ, not the darkness of evil, that most frightens us. Yes, we are afraid of the darkness of evil, but deep down... Even those of us who call ourselves Christians are often afraid of the light of Christ because it is a light that will change us. It is a light that will make us see and we can no longer hide our heads in the sand, no longer hide in the stories we tell ourselves. But more importantly, it is a light that invites us to shine in glory too, that invites us to be changed and transfigured. And many of us like our appearance just the way it is, or at least the way we think it can be according to our version of reality. We're willing to change, but not too much. We're will we are afraid of accepting the power of Christ as our own because it will mean surrendering the comfort of that limited reality we know so well. So I don't stand up here in judgment of anyone because I admit there are days when I hesitate to fully embrace Christ. Days when I am afraid of where Jesus will take me. I like my life the way it is, Jesus. But we don't have to stay stuck in our limited understanding of reality. We don't have to stay stuck in our resistance to transfiguration. In the gospel text, the disciples who are terrified and they've just got too much stimulation, God has mercy on them and surrounds them with this cloud. And I think that that is a very loving gesture. And there's a voice that speaks out of the cloud. 
And the text even puts an exclamation point in there, but that's not in the original. That's just, that's an interpretation. I think we often hear God's voice as this sort of booming, like, this is my son, the beloved. Listen to him. But what if it's a whisper? What if it's a gentle voice of reassurance? This is my son, the beloved. Listen to him. And then the cloud lifts and Jesus goes back to normal and he takes Peter and James and John down the mountain and the first thing he says to them is don't say anything about what you've seen until after the Son of Man has risen from the dead. Jesus basically tells them he's going to die and rise again. Just when they thought things were getting back to normal. Jesus is rocking their world. The same beloved one of God that was just transfigured and clothed in glorious light and brightness will suffer and die. And then he will rise again. The greater glory is still to come. And it will come through love and surrender. And we hear the whisper in the cloud speaking us to speaking to us as well. This is my son, the beloved. Listen to him. Don't listen to the voices of inadequacy, the voices of fear of being glorious in Christ. Don't listen to the story of our limited reality that we tell ourselves just to stay comfortable. Listen to the beloved one who invites us on a path of greater glory. The priest and activist John Deere once said, if we try to follow Jesus, our lives will be transfigured because they are no longer our own. Jesus will lead us to new places, new people, new truth. So the journey is no longer a journey from crisis to crisis and death to death, but life to new life, peace to deeper peace, glory to greater glory. Jesus is transfigured on that mountain, not just to be impressive, but to invite those disciples, to invite us into glory as well. Glory that is more than a mountaintop experience. Glory that is not afraid to descend into the valleys of despair and death to find hope and new life. Glory that is even more glorious because it has laid aside the power of this world and taken up the power of God which is revealed in love. Jesus is transfigured so that our lives and our life together as the community of Christ may also be transfigured, changed from glory into glory, as the hymn says, till in heaven we take our place, till we cast our crowns before thee, lost in wonder, love, and praise. Changed 
into the likeness of Christ. This week we begin the holy season of Lent. It's a time when we will be looking for ways to grow closer to God, to grow closer as members of the body of Christ, to go deeper in our faith. And we will let some things go and give some things up for those 40 days, and we'll take some things on and adopt some new disciplines. And as we consider what that will be, I invite us to consider what is keeping us from embracing the likeness of Christ in our hearts. What stories are we telling ourselves that serve our limited reality, but they do not serve the reality that God has for us? How are we afraid of the glorious light of Christ shining into our hearts, and how can we listen, listen to the Beloved One and let Christ lead us to a metamorphosis of the soul, a reshaping of the heart that will have us living not from crisis to crisis or death to death, but from peace to deeper peace, from life to new life, from glory to greater glory. What might we give up so that our hearts can be changed into the likeness of Christ? Do not be afraid of the power of the Beloved One. Listen to Him. And may we pray, grant us, O God, that we, beholding by faith the light of Christ's countenance, may be changed into his likeness from glory to glory.